get it right. Get it right. Get it tight. All right. Uh, welcome to your Friday. You are listening to Talk Crooked. Not that, though. I read that wrong. Welcome <laughs> to your Friday. You're listening to Crooked News, where we bring you crazy news, hilarious history, and the occasional listener's story. Yes. yes. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie. And we're fucking drunk. We're fucked up. I'm pretty fucked up. All right. And it's your turn. Go. Yeah. So uh, do you want to hear about a stalker, Florida woman? Um, I want to hear about it all, baby. Just lay it on right. me. Just lay it on me. All right. So I'm going to start with uh, the craziest one first, which is Canberra public servant faces court over a string of severe stalking charges. Oh, fuck. All right. Yes. This was from uh, Alexia Atwood at ABC News. Okay. Um, yep. ABC. We're down. We yeah. know that exists. That's a thing. Yeah, this um, this came out on July twenty third, twenty nineteen. So this is fairly oh, recent. Super recent. Okay. Yeah. 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 When so, we're recording this, anyway, it's super yeah. recent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just saw another one that was fascinating. Oh um, shit! Okay. S- stalked by drones, woman looked up and knew her ex partner was she watching. She knew. She knew it. She knew it. She knew. Okay. Just by looking at the fucking drone. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, a Canberra public servant who stalked a woman by sending animal feces to her work, (gasps) breaking into her home, and graffitiing sexually abusive messages across her bedroom is being sentenced in Darwin's Supreme Court. Whoa. What? Yes. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I read this and I was like, oh, I'm not reading anymore. (laughs) What? We can react together. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Tell me everything. Okay. Are you ready? Ah! (laughs) I'm so happy. Paul Anthony Bennett. Uh Uh-huh. 54. Of course. Serial killer if I ever heard it. Hate it. Who worked for the Department of Home Affairs. What? Of course he fucking did. Why am I fucking surprised? Throughout his offending. Nope has pled guilty to a string of stalking charges including trespass, stealing, trespass, (laughs) stealing, property damage, property damage, and breaching a domestic violence order. Breaching a domestic violence order? Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Woo, motherfucker. Uh. (laughs) Motherfucker. Jones. (laughs) Jones. <laughs> oh my god, I was listening to an episode of Crooked News the other day and my mom happened to come in when I was saying motherfucker. Ah! And she looked at me. On the recording? Yeah. Ah! And she just stared at me and went <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> like in I've, my good Christian home. <laughs> I have said multiple times that the only episodes I will ever listen to of our show is Crooked News because I don't remember recording any of them. <laughs> uh, so I might be one of our listeners. Aww. Like a big old narcissist just listening to my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I now know that my mother will never listen because if she was offended by motherfucker, she's going to be offended by she's, a lot more. She's got a lot more coming. <laughs> <laughs> love you mama way, we've said way worse love you karen you're the best <laughs> um, tell me all about yes. this fucking story yes oh my yes, god. yes yes what the hell oh my god so 
throughout the offending, which I I love that term. The, the offending. offending. Uh, Bennett <laughs> broke into the victim's parked car to steal her house keys, broke into her home, stole underwear and a paspley ring, and used a black a marker. Pas Paspley? Paspley? Yeah, I don't know what that okay, is. Okay, let me see it. Paspley. Paspoli. Ooh, that's not a word. Paspali? That looks like a designer name. You know what? There's this interesting thing that Google does. Where you highlight it and then you search it? Yeah. Search Google for Paspali. Also, The Offending is the name of the next fucking horror movie. Yes. By it's- the way. Passfully, the most beautiful pearls in the world. <gasps> this is where you need to send my future significant other for my engagement I love ring. Pearls. Yes, I, I like do imperso- too. I like imperfect pearls, though. Yeah, I, but I, I just love pearls so much. They're I, very classic. I'm gonna take a look at these pearls real no, quick. No, 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 no. We They're have so to keep pretty. It tight. We have I, to I record, know. We have but to come look at how pretty they are. No. Okay. Okay. Ugh. I know, but you're gonna love them. Look at how pretty. Yeah, they're fucking gorgeous. I mean, like, it is what it is. All right. It is what it is. They're fucking pearls. They're all beautiful. Oh, my God, Carrie. Okay, what? So he stole the underwear and a ring and used a black marker to write messages like, Mummy is a slut (gasps) and whore across her house. Ah! Uh Uh-huh. Ah! Okay, I've been called a whore. I I have been called. I can't imagine why, because you're, like, the purest soul. Yeah, I've been called a whore so many times in my life, and that's really fucking offensive. I'm just staring at Voldemort. <laughs> um, and so- Ariel. She's right there, too. <laughs> oh, she's so pretty. And so- Santa Skeleton Jack. <laughs> He's under there. We need to watch that this Halloween and Christmas, too. So Every Christmas. Yes. Every Halloween. Yes. So, um, after police issued a DVO, Bennett used a fake ID to fly to Darwin, stalk the victim, trespass onto her partner's home, and douse his car and backyard pool with patrol. Ooh, petrol. Petrol. What the fuck? Yeah. This is British, isn't it? No. Is it British? No. Are you sure? It's American. It's not American. No one says petrol here. Can bear out public servant, yeah, it's it's British. It's British. <laughs> um, <laughs> North of Beniston, <laughs> south of Licky End. <laughs> I, I want you to take me from the Licky End. North, <laughs> west of the Tin Lindsay. Okay. North of Topshire. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to cut all of that. I can't steal their jokes. Uh, Bennett will be sentenced in August, by the way. I see that on here. So, a victim filmed through the kitchen window. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She filmed him doing this through her kitchen window. The the victim? Yeah. She filmed the the burglar. Yeah. Well, she filmed him, like, getting onto her partner's property (gasps) and, like, dousing the whole place and gas oh my god yeah so uh prosecuting barrister mary chalmers said <laughs> bennett's conduct conduct was severe this is so british yeah. she just called him a barrister <laughs> that's a lawyer in british speak <laughs> and they wear wigs yes <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> 
So this is certainly the most severe case of stalking I have come across in my career, she ah! said. Uh, quoting from the victim impact statement, Miss Chalmers said Bennett's actions ruined her life and that she felt terrified. Miss Chalmers said but- Bennett was motivated motivated by jealousy, anger, and a severe form of revenge. Fuck. Yeah. What did he... <sighs> okay. We're going to hear more. I want to hear more yeah. about what he did so yeah. that everyone knows the red flags. Yep. Tell so, me everything. <laughs> uh, the court also heard Bennett... Anything tres- that can justify me just staying inside all the time. <laughs> like, I'm all for it. <laughs> Same. Uh, the court also heard Bennett trespassed onto her new partner's property and used a mobile phone to film private activity between the victim and partner through a kitchen window without their knowledge. Oh, my God. Gross. Yeah. Gross. Bennett sent intimate images of the victim and her new partner to her ex-husband, who <gasps> the court heard, out of concern for the safety of his children, sought their full custody. Oh an application God. that cost the victim over $20,000 in legal fees to fight. Because she fucked another partner after she got divorced. Yeah. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. The kids weren't even fucking present. Yeah, I know. What you do in your kitchen after your kids go to bed is your own fucking business. Yeah. I hope to be bent over my kitchen island. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Uh, offending. I guess draw your blinds, guys and yeah. ladies, of and anyone else. Mm-hmm. Jeez. But okay, that's fucking bullshit. You I should can't. be able if you're in your house, you should be able to leave your blinds open and expect people to not peer through them and video you through them. True, but also like be smart. Yes, but at the same time. Yes, but I also don't want a victim blame here because no, like, I'm not victim not blaming at all. No, no, no. Oh no. yeah. Oh, I know. No, I know. I'm not victim blaming at yeah. all. But no, 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 no victim blaming. But this person's a piece of shit. Yes, he this is. This person who filmed is a piece of shit. He's clearly an unbiased, like an outsider third party who videoed this nonsense and then sent it to her husband. And then he was like, mm, I'll take what I can get. So he's just as much of a piece of shit. Yeah. If it's not fucking him. Mm-hmm. Offending caused by an inability to deal with rejection. Toxic masculinity. Ruins it. Yep. Justice Barr said Bennett became obsessed with this lady and wanted to undermine her new relationship. Okay, he wanted I'm her to throw up everywhere. Yeah. He wanted her to feel his up. pain and it seems to be the way he approached the whole thing, said Justice Barr. Blech. Yep. Defense lawyer Matthew Hubber uh, stressed that counseling needed to be at the forefront of a sentencing decision. Mr. Hubber said it was Bennett's in- inability to cope with rejection which sparked this downward spiral. Oh my god Uh uh-huh okay we fucking deal with rejection all the fucking time that's why women don't ask men out yep because we are far more likely to be rejected yep you guys fucking deal with rejection all the fucking time deal with it yep what's your fucking batting average like 40 30 and when you start with send me a pic of your titties it's gonna be much lower Way lower, and also if you send me a dick pic, it's zero. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Because believe it or not, dick pics don't fucking do anything for women. No. That's only for gay men, so maybe you should, like, redirect your shit. Yep. Bam! Yep. (laughs) And I will agree with this. 
He's someone also, that needs you know treatment. What? Like men know what a dick wants. So yeah. like maybe Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will agree with this. He's someone that needs treatment. Yep. Yep. Agreed. So, all right. Now that that horrible story's out of the way. We're going to be so trash for the next episode. Yes. Florida woman. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Florida woman accused of assault over a pizza slice. (laughs) (laughs) I saw this and I was like, yep, that's going to be in the new episode. Uh, this was published by AP News on July 20th, 2019. Okay. Oh my um, god, that's so, fa- that's so soon. Yes. That's so recent. So this happened in St. Augustine, Florida, which is beautiful. Been there. Yeah. It's amazing. Authorities have arrested a woman in Florida who they say tried to attack another woman with a knife when ah! she was denied a slice of pizza. Oh my god! <laughs> I'd love to know the circumstances. Oh, you're about to hear him. Because I'll cut a bitch over some pizza, too. (laughs) Bitch, me, too. (laughs) Especially if it's garden pizza from Marcos. (laughs) The St. Augustine Record reports a 22-year-old De'Erica Cooks is accused of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. The St. John's County Sheriff's Office said Cooks became angry after another woman denied her a pizza slice when she asked for one. Wait, did they know each other? No. Okay, that's not cool. Yeah. I'm not giving you my pizza if I don't know you, by and, the way. Yeah. Though we had many customers that were like, do you, we were like, oh, it smells so good. And they were like, do you want a piece? And I was like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. I would never offer my food to anyone in the general vicinity. <laughs> a couple came in the other day and they, and I was like, do you want any popcorn or candy? And they were like, no, we're going to Shogun. And I'm like, jealous. Because that's my favorite food Seriously place. Seriously, bring me sushi. I know. And they were like, do you want some? And I'm like, I can't ask you to do that. Like, thank you, but no, you please I'll don't. I'll have a Vegas roll and a rainbow roll. <laughs> <laughs> and a shrimp tempura on the side. <laughs> I will just have a huge thing of rice. <laughs> <laughs> All the rice and the ginger sauce. <laughs> The rice and their teriyaki and noodles. And if you could bring me a set of hot sake, that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm just saying. One time I was having a really rough night at work. We and actually Mom didn't look. We need to look at them and yeah. see if they have sake at the yeah. place. Have you had sake? I have. Hot sake? Yes. Once okay. with you on my 21st birthday. So good. My mom was so sweet one night and had, like, Osaka sushi train delivered to me at work when I wasn't expecting it. I was having a really rough day, and, like, I texted her about it. And 30 minutes later, someone showed up with sushi and chicken and bashi. Sushi is soul, you guys. Yeah. Oh, Um, my God. But an offense report says Cooks told the woman, I'm going to cut you with a steak knife in her hand. Ah! And then tried to attack her. Deputies say a man in the house was able to take the knife away from Cooks. Cooks told investigators that she did not remember much. She remained in jail Friday with no attorneys listed in records. (laughs) She was high. Oh my god! And you said her name was Cooks and it sounds like they're trying to take the knife away from the Cooks. I'm sorry. I can't even. That's so fucking funny. (laughs) I I just want sushi. (laughs) 
I know, me too. Now I'm hungry again. I know. We're not hungry, though. <laughs> I'm actually kind of hungry. I had, had half a salad for lunch. But we had so much chicken salad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so this is from People okay. uh, by Jeff Truesdell. Propo- appropriate that people. Yeah. I don't fucking know what I'm saying. Just continue. <laughs> Man deemed too old. Appropriate. To- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Man deemed too old to be a threat fatally stabs woman the <gasps> same way he murdered wife 40 years ago. Oh my god, what? Oh my god! I can't. <laughs> Kimberly I'm Dobby. I'm so sorry if you had to babysit your volume over that, but <laughs> I can't, that was a genuine reaction. <laughs> Kimberly Dobby, 48. Dobby? Yeah. Did they free her with a sock? <laughs> No. No. No, I wish. Her baby. Was attacked <gasps> as she sat outside of a laundromat with her twin 11-year-old boys. Oh, my God. Yeah. And did you know that you could miss your personal information being sold on the dark web? <laughs> Don't read that shit, Kay. Come on. Um, a 77-year-old main man has been convicted of the stabbing death of a woman, which is the second time in four decades he's been found guilty of such a crime. Oh, my God. Albert Flick was convicted Wednesday of stabbing a woman 11 times in front of her twin boys in a broad daylight <gasps> attack in 2018. Oh, my God. Yep. Babies. The fatal attack was the second committed by Flick, who previously served 25 years behind bars for the 1979 stabbing murder of his then-wife, also in front of children, oh theirs and his wife's young daughter from a previous relationship. That's an M.O. Yep. That's an M.O. The latest killing came... Fool me once. Shame on you. Mm Mm-hmm. Fool me twice is a pattern. (laughs) That's what I always say. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the latest killing came just a few years after he was released from jail for assaulting yet another woman. In that case, a judge had rejected... forbid. Yeah. We all fucking knew that was coming. (laughs) Yep. Uh, in that case, a judge had rejected the prosecutor's urging for a lengthy sentence, stating that Flick's age, he was then in his late 60s, doesn't fucking matter! No, you can be old as shit and still be an awful person. I hate people. Yeah. I hate men. <laughs> Demi- not really. Diminished him as a threat and did not warrant a long incarceration. Those are always the charming ones that then get lenient sentences and then go on to reoffend because they're mm-hmm. fucking sociopaths. Yep. I'm, the room is kind of spinning. According to the AP, Flick was released and moved in 2014 to Lewiston, Maine, where prosecutors say he grew infatuated with 48-year-old Kimberly Dobby. Dobby and her twin 11-year-old sons. I bet. Yeah. Oh, God. Dobby and her twin 11-year-old sons were homeless and moved between the Hope Haven Gospel Mission Shelter and locations in Lewiston, such as the library and bus stop. So they were, like, in a trusting position. Yeah. Oh. Oh my god, I hate this. Each time Flick followed, and he even ate at the shelter to be closer to her, according to witness testimony. So build her trust. Yep. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. I hate it so much. Um, everyone wants to paint Mr. Flick as a creeper and in the aftermath in this incident. But again, you have to consider, in spite of all this creepiness, I asked a number of people, was there ever a complaint? 
Flicks it doesn't attorney. fucking matter if there was I, a complaint. I know. If it hits you in your gut as him being a fucking creeper, he's a creeper. Yes. The end. Done. Yes. End of story. End of fucking story. I'm so pissed. Yep. I'm so angry. I can't. Um. Just be done. Our, That's the end of the story. Next. <laughs> <laughs> You're. You should be pissed at Alan Labozo. Yeah, He's I'm angry Lick's at attorney. everyone. I'm angry yeah. at everyone. Yeah. Everyone involved. Yep. Fucking trust your gut, ladies. And uh, you know what? People trust the ladies' guts because they're there for a fucking reason. Because we've been raped since the beginning of fucking time. Yep. So, like, trust our weird, like, lizard brains. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And he says, was there ever a complaint to police Ugh. of him following her around? The answer was no. You know what? There probably fucking was. But she was homeless. She was a woman and she had two children. Yep. So they don't fucking care. Done. They won't fucking listen. Ugh. I'm um, so angry. I'm so angry. Yep. I'm so mad. You're harsh in my buzz, and I don't care for it. <laughs> oh, and I'm I'm gonna end on a funny one. Okay, good. Um, yeah, Wait, that's the fucking end. No. Oh. Uh, th- I have an- another sto- short no, one. No, but of that story. No, no, it's not. Okay. You're trying to end it before I'm done. Okay, tell me. <laughs> Yet on the morning of July fifteenth, twenty eighteen, Dobby was seated on the steps outside of a laundromat near her son's when Flick attacked. She died from blood loss after one of the wounds cut the left ventricle of her heart and another fractured a rib and pierced her right lung. So this was extremely fucking violent. Oh my God. Um, I'm not reading all of this. It's, I'm just reading little bits. Um, at Flick's two-day trial, jurors. <laughs> I know. They were there, weren't they? They were. They were right next to her. Oh, my God. Um, at Flick's two-day trial, jurors who watched surveillance video that captured the attack also saw video that showed Flick purchasing two pink-handled part- parting knives with five-inch blades at the local Walmart two days earlier. The obsession became, if I can't have her, I will kill her, and that's exactly what he did. Oh, my God. That um, man is such a fucking monster. Yes. And a weirdo and a creep. An obituary. And you know what? The reason why women are less likely to be in this position, as far as, like, being the perpetrator of this crime, mm-hmm. is because women aren't used to being fucking hunters. Yeah. Men are all about the hunt. And women are the gatherers. That's the fucking reason why. And then we'll do a whole other episode of the aggression gap and how it's closing and all that shit. But just on average. Let me add that to the topics list. It's already on there. I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay. Men are way more likely. Yep. And it doesn't matter how fucking old they are. Because they're fucking hunters. Yep. Um, and that's not to shit on men. I love men. I'm married to one. But... Throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. As a fucking sociology theory, you don't have to quote, you don't have to, like, you know, credit me in your Nobel Prize. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's going to be one. Mm-hmm. One day. Yes. And my thoughts will contribute it because I'm full of myself, but not really. No. An obituary notice memorialized. <laughs> He's really drunk. That's really all this is. <laughs> An obituary notice memorialized the victim, stating, People who knew Kim loved her for her kind and gentle spirit. She had a ready smile and quick wit, and she befriended everyone she met. Kim loved the beach, and Christmas was her favorite season. Her twin sons were her greatest joy. Baby. 
The horror of what the two boys witnessed that day is something Elsie Kimball, the daughter of his first victim, Sandra Flick, sadly knows all too well. Kimball, then 12, was home the day her stepfather came over to get his things after her mother served him with divorce papers. Oh my gosh. I remember being behind yes, the door. Queen. Yes. Divorce that piece of shit. Yes. Um... I remember being behind the door in the bedroom when he knocked because I didn't want him to know I was home. Uh, I remember my mother screaming my name and me running out the door. Flake stabbed his, stabbed his estranged wife more than a dozen times. Oh, my God! And I'm sure he fucking got, and like you said, he got fucking out. Mm-hmm. Probably because of good behavior. Mm-hmm. Well, it was because he was too old to be a threat. That's bullshit. Yep. Kimball believes that Dobby could have been saved and her boys spared the pain that Kimball was, has lived with. What's the story of the guy, um, the guy who cut the girl's arms off and Mary... Mary Vincent. Mary Vincent. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That man was like 68. Yeah. Fuck you, Larry. Yeah. Like, you're still a fucking threat. Yes. It doesn't fucking matter. You look like Santa and like that makes you inviting and then you rape her in the back of your van and cut off her am- arms and throw her in a pit. Yeah. And, you're, and blame I'm it sorry. on her. I'm sorry. We're all fucking violent until our, like we're all fucking a threat until we die. Yeah. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. You don't get to get released because people think you're less of a threat because you're fucking old. Yeah. You're more of a threat because you're old. Yeah. Because people trust you more. I'm sorry. I don't trust old people. I don't either. Uh, I, just, I, just, I fucking don't. Um, They will spend the rest of their lives second guessing and questioning themselves. If oh, I had no. tried to defend her instead of running, would she be alive? I would like to just see everyone involved in a line and stand there and tell Dobby's boys, explain to them how this man was on the streets and how it's okay, she said. How the law makes it all right for their mom to now be gone and for them to have to witness it. It's such bullshit. Yep. Sentencing for Flick was set for August 9th. He faces 25 years to life. Yes! And no parole. I didn't hear parole mentioned. No parole. No fucking parole. I love it. No time off for good behavior. 25 to life. Yes. So, I'm going to end on a funny one. Okay, good, because I need to pull up my notes. Okay. Easiest drug bust. Van that crashed into police car found with $200 million of meth. What? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so much fucking meth. It is. That's a lot of meth. cheap. Yep. That's so much meth. Oh, my God. Oh my god, I'm so happy. This was from Jenny Noyes and Natasia Chrysanthos. It was updated July 23rd, 2019. Okay. So, police in Sydney's northwestern suburbs have scored an easy result after finding more than $200 million worth of methamphetamine in a van. I mean, yeah, does that mean it's like towards your bonus? (laughs) Because like, just saying. Yeah. (laughs) I'm in the wrong line of work. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Uh, All of us are. (laughs) uh, This van crashed into police cars parked outside Eastwood Police Station. Detective Chief Inspector Glenn Baker, crime manager at Ride Police Area Command, said it was one of the easiest drug busts the NSW police has ever made. Oh my god. (laughs) It's an exceptional set of circumstances, he told reporters on Tuesday. Absolutely incredible. 
<laughs> CCTV footage showed a white van turning onto Ethel Street before veering too far to the right side of the road and smashing into the parked police vehicles oh at about 10.30 a.m. on a Monday. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the worst Monday. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. His Monday is a Monday. <laughs> it is a fucking it's Monday. It's a fucking Monday. Uh, the drive. But hopefully, it's made better by us. Yeah. <laughs> the drive. You should turn on this podcast. Yeah. Maybe he would be less of a piece of shit. Yeah, he totally listens. Um, <laughs> the driver allegedly yeah, fled totally the scene. Listens. Yeah. <laughs> the driver allegedly fled the scene in the van, which was stopped and searched about an hour later by a senior inspector on Church Street. <laughs> Chief Inspector Baker said the senior inspector was extremely surprised to find two hundred and seventy. 273 kilograms of the drug ice, which has an estimated potential street value of more than $200 million. What is ice? Is that meth? Meth, yeah. Well, that's way cooler. Yeah. Hey, I'm doing ice. You want (laughs) to come over? Yeah, let's do ice together, bro. Yeah. You're my bro, bro. So much cooler. (laughs) Ugh. Meth is really fucking awful y'all like there's so much meth there are pictures of the police cars and the meth and i can't believe just like kind of hitting this car did this much damage like it is amazing do you have put pictures on yes i oh my God. no it's it's right here i'll show you i want to find it what that's how much damage it did to the car <laughs> i hit my microphone oh my god <laughs> That car is destroyed. It is and dead. So it's much totaled. Meth. There's yeah. so much meth everywhere. Yes. The oh <laughs> my god. The vehicle was searched and remarkably inside that vehicle was 13 sealed packing boxes. Each box contained 21 uh, 1 kilogram bags of methamphetamine commonly referred to as ICE. With a haul of this size, this has now initiated quite a significant investigation. You can only assume it's a distribution distribution point than to on sale a significant amount of drugs one of yeah one of the police cars (laughs) i think it's a conspiracy uh one of the police cars total conspiracy it's aliens yeah it's aliens aliens. are responsible for it they Mm -hmm. abducted the people and they shoved the meth up their butts yep that's it, I think. <laughs> One of the police cars was significantly <laughs> damaged in the crash, but nobody was injured. Uh, the 26-year-old... It's all the aliens. Yeah, it's all the aliens. <laughs> all of them. The 26-year-old male driver those from... Mexicans are taking our jabs! They're taking our jabs! Sorry. That was too close. I know. <laughs> I watch the South Park episode. <laughs> they all decide to be gay. So that they don't... <laughs> that they don't make more of the generation or something like that that can have their jobs taken or oh something. my god it's so fucking funny that's guys, hilarious they're all just in a big gay pile they're like <laughs> i don't know if i am gay and then they're like no nah, it's fine like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's so oh my good. god this is so it's funny a very early season too oh my god they're carrie this is such a funny uh, article it's so great Oh, girl, you you haven't gotten to mine yet. <laughs> the 26-year-old male driver from Barala was arrested and taken to Ride Police Station. He was charged with large commercial drug supply, negligent driving, and not giving particulars to police. Chief Inspector Baker charged said... Charged with not giving particulars. Yep. That's amazing. Yes. 
I've been charged with not giving more particulars. <laughs> no plead the fifth in Australia. No plead the fifth in Australia. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I'm not going to be giving more particulars <laughs> to the police. Did you get an Australian accent? Yes. Yeah, it was great. Chief Inspector Baker said the reason... we were in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Chief Inspector Baker said the reason the man's car swerved was still not clear and that he declined to be interviewed. This fellow has certainly had a very, very bad day. He's had a very bad day. <laughs> Police. Mate. <laughs> Hello. Mate. Hello, mate. <laughs> Police are also yet to determine whether the van was carrying drugs when it crashed into the vehicles. It, of course it was. Detectives <laughs> are appealing for motorists to provide dash cam footage from area from the area between 10.30 a.m. and 11.30 a.m., as well as any CCTV or other vision or information about the van's movements throughout the morning. We're looking for CCTV, mate. Well, dash cam footage. Do, like, other countries make you have a dash cam? For the police? Uh-huh. Probably. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, we have them here, for sure. No, like, motorists have dash cams. Like, oh, other motorists. Know. No, no, no. It's okay. mainly just police. Okay. Everywhere, as far as I know. It, it, it's police are, are um, expected to have that dash cam footage so that it... it um, it's the other thing that uh, the body cam yeah. thing is becoming, which is um, to help prevent the violence. Well, the guy that came like in that. when I called in about my stalker, yeah, he had a body cam on. The police? Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where be, it, it, it's one of the, the steps that we're all taking everywhere yeah. mm-hmm. to prevent violence against racism and things like that. That's just like, yeah. unneeded unnecessary it's to prevent unnecessary violence but it's also to protect the police officers Mm -hmm. in case that shit is like oh no blah 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 like i don't know like i don't know how to even explain it like unless someone tries to falsely someone tries to falsely accuse someone of being unnecessarily violent but in essence when in essence you were provoking their violence Mm -hmm. yeah you know it, it it Things can be taken so out of context, so it's there to protect the police, and it's there to protect you as well. Yes. Yeah. Behave accordingly, everyone, and everyone will be fine. Yep. Some people say it's a big brother step. I like it right now. We're not in a dictatorship yet, so. No, and honestly, I I think it would be more helpful if we had more security footage. To be yeah, honest. Absolutely. Because I, eyewitness testimony is just not reliable. And if you're not doing Especially anything. Especially if you listen to Beach Too Sandy. Yeah. And you hear all about the nonsense that happened. And then the management responds and says, mm, yeah, you were a fucking asshole. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, whatever. But like, also, it's just if you aren't doing anything illegal, you don't have anything to hide. And I exactly. don't see the issue with having CCTV. I think that would actually be a better thing. It's so helpful, you guys. Yeah. That's um, why I am, too. Like, everyone's like, oh, my God, Aleska's listening to me. And I'm like, oh, snap. I'll have to, like, downplay all my terrorist attacks. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what are you even worried about? Yeah. You're not doing anything. What does it fucking matter? Yeah. Whatever. Um, but uh, basically, he was refused bail. I mean, like, we're not the biggest fan of Trump, but she yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. 
Because it's America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Freedom of speech, y'all. I'm going to throw up on the floor in a second. So. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> and we can't pull up the carpet. <laughs> no, we can't. So let's go. Yeah. Um, we got stuff to do. Yeah, but uh, he was refused bail. He's still being uh, investigated. He had a lot of drugs when he hit a police car Good and God. destroyed it. So Yeah, he destroyed it. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's my segment. How did I you like it? it? I love yeah. it so much. Are you ready to be disturbed beyond your wildest dreams? I guess. <laughs> You're so happy? Mm-hmm. I'm not happy. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So this is from this is an article I found from Bustle. Okay, Bustle is great. Yes, Bustle and Mental Floss are my new favorite places. <laughs> so uh, Bustle, and this is an article by J.R. Thorpe. J.R. Thorpe. Thorpe. Mr. Thorpe. Thorpe. Hello, I was calling for Mr. Thorpe. You ready? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna dive in. Okay. April is many things. A month that contains a wide variety of holidays, including Easter, Passover, Earth Day, and two weeks of breaking out into a cold sweat over your taxes. Yes. Me. I do my taxes in January, though. I do my taxes (laughs) in April because I don't get anything back. (laughs) But it is also STD Awareness Month. Ooh, I didn't know that. I knew it was sexual um, harassment or sexual assault prevention month, but I didn't know it was STD month. In our modern era, we may take it for granted that most STDs can be effectively treated by modern medicine. Mm -hmm. Antibiotics can cure infections like gonorrhea or chlamydia, while antivirals can help immensely with illnesses like genital herpes. But... We know that my case is not current. Oh, God. <sighs> this this one's fine. It's not the teeth. This is not <laughs> always so. No, it's not teeth. It's just your vagina. Uh, so while human <laughs> beings throughout history seem to have dealt with sexually transmitted diseases. Sorry. Sexually transmitted infections. <laughs> Effectively... Actually affected treatments for SCDs are fairly new development. Yes. Uh, like within the past 10 years. No. 10, 20 years. Okay. Whether or not the STDs that now exist are the same ones that the ancient cultures experienced, or if the diseases have evolved and appeared over the centuries, is a pretty intriguing puzzle. It's complicated by the fact that a lot of symptoms of STDs can also be attributed to other illnesses. Oh, no. And if ancient medical tests texts are imprecise, we have simply to guess. <laughs> I'm so excited. You're angry, but it's fine. No, I, no, I'm really excited. Like, I'm ready. But there's a lot of evidence that people have been suffering from the same or similar sexually transmitted diseases and searching for effective treatments for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And to get to the effective medicine we have now, early medicine had to make many ineffective stabs in the dark. Including... 
Something with Mercury. Are you ready? Uh Yes. Oh, yeah. Mercury's all up in it, girl. Oh, no. Eating powdered cow horn. What the fuck? And being whacked in the genitals with a book. No! 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 Why do you think they call it the clap? (laughs) (laughs) Ah! That's not... I guess that would be the sound that makes. You were supposed to clap your dick in the in a book or in a door. <sighs> ah! Yeah, girl. I don't oh only have a dick, and that sounds painful. That Are makes me. Let me. Yeah. It's because gonorrhea is asymptomatic in females. But anyway, so please note the historical treatments listed below do not work. Yeah. <laughs> Gathered that. If you think you may have a sexually transmitted disease, please see a doctor and get tested. And if you need it, get proper medical treatment. None of what I'm going to say works. (laughs) Please don't repeat this at home. All right. The ancient Egyptians. Are you ready? Sandal oil and cow horn. Oh, God. (laughs) Poor cows. All right. One of the tricky things about discussing STD treatments in history is figuring out whether or not ancient cultures were in fact discussing STDs or something else. Without modernized Gnostic divisions, we are not really able to be completely sure. But, according to some scholars, texts from ancient Egypt particularly medicinal papyri, like the uh, something or other papyrus, Ebers papyrus? I don't fucking know. Uh, They show a distinct tendency to try and help people who contracted diseases that seemed linked to sexual contact. Okay? Mm -hmm. So um, some of Egyptian medicine was based in spells and incantations designed to derive out... To drive out the demons causing the illness. Yeah. But there's evidence that ancient Egyptians also sought practical solutions to ease suffering. In their history of venereal diseases from antiquity to the Renaissance, Professor um, Franjo Gruber... Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. You did, actually. Uh, I did. Um, and several other Croatian doctors explained that the Ebers papyrus mentions using sandal oil to soothe a urethral infection, which I can see. Sandal yeah, wood. I can see that. That helps. Um, a urethral- Sandalwood smells so good. I, I wouldn't use it on my re- urethra, though. No. Um, and that may have an STD. That would just calm your urethra. That wouldn't help the rest of your... Issues. Um, and there were other medical his there there were other options. Medical historian Judith Farai <laughs> Sure. Sure Um <laughs> explains that the Egyptians treated discharges from the general quote problems with a variety of salves from ointments made with herbs, garlic, and perhaps a little tinge of powdered cow horn. Oh, my God. Poor cows. Poor baby cows. Poor babies. All right. Enough with the Egyptians. Yes. Though they were very advanced for their time. Let's be real and give them credit. Also, so were the Greeks. Oh, my God. I love the Greeks. Are you ready for this, though? Oh, God. The ancient Greeks 
She's going to ruin it for me. Weights and I and a hot iron. No. I don't want to hear any more. That's all I needed to know. The ancient Greeks and Romans were, according to Farai, well aware of the potential risks risks of contracting STDs, particularly when going to sex workers. Mhm. And we're in the habit of douching and washing genitals in oil to try and prevent the issue. Yeah. Well, they also had like a lot of High orgies five. too because yes. of their uh, religious practices, which was kind of cool. The Romans had a lot of orgies. I thought it was the Greeks too because of Dionysus. I'm not sure. That might have been just a select few. Yeah. But anyway. I know that the Gre- the Greeks knew, did with Dionysus. I mean, like they knew what they were Because he was fertility. About. Yeah. They were... They knew what they were all about. They knew how to, like, keep shit real. Yeah. There were, however, some more extreme methods. Oh, no. The physician Solanus of Ephesus. Ephesus? Ephesus. Yes, Ephesus. That sounds right. Mm -hmm. Took the general view that anybody that had got itself infected with a sexually transmitted disease was clearly physically weak and needed building up. So he recommended that anybody with gonorrhea, which he thought was brought on by an excess of semen or fluid, of course, fucking patriarchy. Yeah, fucking um, patriarchy. Have they should have lead weights strapped to their body to help with their recovery. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my poor baby honeys. But if you want to truly understand what the era's medicine was like, we've got to discuss herpes treatment. <laughs> oh, no. And as we all know, <laughs> herpes is fucking incurable. Oh. It's because it's on my generals, genitals, idiot. <laughs> Records of herpes infections date as far back as ancient Greece. The name itself is Greek, actually, herpes. Which, if anyone knows anything about language, they know just by looking at the word. So, yeah. But nobody, perhaps, has taken as dim or painful a view as the resulting ulcers that the Roman medical author, Aulus Cornelius Acasasasas? Yep. You tried. Guy. Yep. No, this. <laughs> I totally tried. Um, that guy. Um, sources will be posted on our website. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, this guy wrote, um, he was one of the most famous medical treatises of the first century AD. His idea? You ready? Mm-hmm. It's really bad. Oh, God. Cauterize all of the sores with a hot iron. No. No. Yeah. No, no, no. All the herpes sores. Think about that. All right, you ready? Yeah. Everyone, everyone for centuries was. Do you know what it was? What was the cure all? Mercury. Mercury! <laughs> Yay! Okay. <laughs> oh my god, this guy is covered in so many spots. Okay. Aww. Because we knew it is. <laughs> Because we knew it is deeply poisonous to humans, mercury was one of the most widespread early treatments for syphilis, or as it was once called, Cupid's disease. 
That's what we should call every STI. <laughs> Cupid's disease. Cupid's disease. <laughs> All right. Uh, the evidence of its use in ancient China. Syphilis seems to have been refer- referenced in a Chinese medical work from 200. Sorry, not 200. 2637 BC. My God. That's a long fucking time ago. Yeah. And the author, who was an emperor, recommended mercury as a treatment. But applying mercury to the skin or in other forms was a major part of syphilis treatment. Syphilis treatment in, in Europe for a very long time. Used by everybody from noble physicians to armies. Oh my God. Everyone fucking used mercury. They used it for everything. If you've listened to our abortion episode, you know that they used to fucking like douche with mercury to get rid of a fetus. Everything was about mercury. There's ghosts in your blood. Do cocaine about it. And then like shoot yourself up with mercury. Like be real. Uh, Well, they didn't live long because they were shooting themselves up with mercury. Oh my god, y'all. That's why our like 40. Yeah, that's why our life expectancy is way up. Not great. All right. Uh, it would probably be higher if we stopped eating McDonald's. But you know what? I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> right? All right. So applying mercury to the skin or in other forms was a major part of syphilis treatment in Europe for a very long time, used by everyone from noble physicians to armies. Alongside mercury, though, Europeans from around the 1500s started to use something else to treat it oh no hollywood or lignum vitae a flowering tree found in the west indies and believed to have truly mythic properties is that jesus wood jesus wood is the best probably jesus wood i'm gonna have to bring you jesus wood because it's amazing for cleansing houses all right well we need it here i love jesus wood yeah um it burns so much longer than sage. I'm really around while we've been recording, but yeah. that's uh, different. All right. Um, it was widely recommended in medical treatises and a hugely popular, but unfortunately, completely without actual medical properties, except as a really mild laxative. I could see that. It'll really help you shit, but just like gently. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're almost done. Oh my God. 1200s. Oh. Italy. What else? What was next? Mercury and then... Come on, Kay. You know. I know. I know, I know. They're a little bug. No. No. You know what they are? No. No, no, no. Leeches. No. No, no, Leeches no. and urethra irrigation. No. Nope, nope. <laughs> My vagina's closed. My vagina's closed for business. Mine is too. All right. No, 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 no. Ready? No. Ready? No. Roger of so 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 I don't know how to say his name. Celery Celery no Salerno. Yep, Roger of Celery. <laughs> um 
He occupies a deservedly famous place in medical history. Mm. Writing in the 1200s in Italy, he produced one of the first practical surgery guides. And even <sighs> even though the recommendations are often completely draft, daft or horrific by modern standards, particularly considering there was no anesthetic. Red. Red what? Red flag? Red is my safe word. Oh, is that your safe word? I'm yeah. so sorry. Rutabaga. <laughs> All right. Baby hippo. Um, fish he, tacos. He was very up to... Don't you dare <laughs> desecrate fish tacos. He was very up to date for his time. Oh, was he? In the 1200s, yes. Putting leeches on a vagina? Yes. Queen. Asshole. Yeah. We've got we've to gotta get rid of that shit. All right. At one point, he turns his knowledge to sexually transmitted diseases and makes the recommendation that people suffering from them should either have leeches attached to them for bleeding or go through what Professor Gruber delicately calls urethral irrigation. No! A process that no doubt involved the unsterilized instrument... Meaning a thing that has just been out in the world and so not been sterilized going into the urethra without any pain relief. No, 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 Personally, thanks. I'd take the leeches. No, I wouldn't take either. I'd just die. Oh my God, there's so much more. I don't. I, no, I can't. My vagina can't handle it. The Our alpha s- vagina tells you no. The alpha vagina, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> okay, we don't have that much more. There's so much more. Oh my god. <laughs> Ready? No. Medieval Red. Europe. Red. Lead. And lead. And virgins. No. Remember Solanus of Ephesus and his lead weights? His idea, as harebrained as it was, wasn't exactly lost in the mists of time. Medieval European medical writers tended to follow their classical forebearers pretty closely. Of course they did. So lead, along with purgatives... Steam baths and other treatments shows up in medical medieval treatments for sexually transmitted infections. <laughs> in one stifling treatment, doctors advised that a patient be covered in strips of cloth that had first been dipped in liquid containing lead. Sweating cloths, quote, were pretty common, and they were likely to not they were likely not going to help anyone's health. <laughs> yeah, probably not. There were also some pretty despicable beliefs circulating up until the Renaissance period about a virgin cure. The idea that you could rid you could get rid of a sexually transmitted disease by having sex with the virgin. This still um happens in Africa. Oh, lot, which is really upsetting cuz of all the AIDS and everything. So they try and um they think that if you have sex with a virgin, it'll cure your affliction, so a lot no. of baby rape happens. It's really bad. Oh, also, uh, did you know that virgin and rituals means blood that hasn't been used in a ritual before and not someone who hasn't had sex? Oh, snap. Yeah. Look at that. Mm-hmm. 
will have mine. Yes. If that's what it means. Okay. Mine has probably actually been used in a ritual before. Continue. Well, that's fucking terrifying. <laughs> you right. said that's fucking uh, terrifying. Um, <laughs> uh, because of their chastity made them resilient. Not to be confused with chastity. <laughs> chastity. Chastity. Yes. Um, chastity led, belt. Th- yes. This led to all kinds of horrific and even criminal behavior from child abuse to a particular, a peculiar rumor in the 1500s Italy that you could cure yourself by sleeping with an African woman. That's rude. Which is bullshit and yeah. super rude. And not exactly wonderful. Nope. So... This is my favorite one. Oh, God. Old France, maybe. Slamming a book on the genitals. <laughs> I hate it. Gonorrhea. No. If you've ever been unluckily, unlucky enough to encounter it, involves pus in the genitals. And one potential theory for how it came to be called, quote, the clap comes from an older treatment. You ready? No. Smacking the poor infected genitals hard with the objects in order to try and get the pus out. No. The recommendation must have been excruciating. And there's, yeah. n- there's no clear sign that it is indeed the origin of the, quote, clap moniker. It may also come from an old French word for brothels. Oh we God. don't know. Uh, but it's an enduring sign that we should be deeply thankful for modern medicine. No, oh, we are. You ready for us a little bit more and then we're done? Okay. Okay? Okay. 1900s. Finally. Fucking finally. It's not great. No. Arsenic, silver, and fumigation. No. There's a weird naked picture of this dude. I don't want to see. You don't see anything, but it's just like a pudgy, weird dude, like, sitting in the sauna. And there's some fumigation happening. See? Just right up his butt. (laughs) Slash vagina. (laughs) You know, onions and the like. Um, So, (laughs) the 19th century brought a new age of attempts to try and find better treatments for STDs, including gonorrhea. Um, so, unfortunately, penicillin and antibacterial agents were still a while off. But in the meantime, doctors came up with a series of ideas that looked at, from our current cultural vantage point, um, may make you slightly ill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Mercury treatments remained pretty popular. Of course they did. Because mercury cures everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in their search to find something more useful, doctors also created metallic mixtures. Silver and gold often featured heavily, as did arsenic and antimony. I don't know what that is. (laughs) I don't know what it is either. Antimony. They tried silver nitrate, which is toxic. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, if you watch Downton Abbey, you'll see that used pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, fumigation techniques. Maybe <laughs> after a shower. 
just just sit on a pile of steam. Just yeah. smoke the monster out. Um, <laughs> uh, that was a what is that from? Alice in Wonderland. Okay, uh, I just heard it the other day, and I couldn't fucking figure we'll it smoke out. Smoke the monster out. Smoke the monster. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. The okay. clams. Yep. All right. So. Uh, fumigation techniques for syphilis, which must have been not terribly relaxing, and the Indonesian peppers kebabs, which are not toxic, but also not very useful at all. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> the tendency to try and find miraculous cures in exotic locales didn't really die out until the 20th century. Thank fucking God. Oh, my God. No, no. There's more. Oh. Oh, there's so much more. Oh, okay, good. I'm almost done. I almost saw a really scary picture. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because if you're interested in this, you're clearly interested in ghost stories. Yes. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, the 1900s, England, compulsory jail time, but only for women. Yes. Only. Because fuck women, apparently. 19th century England was deeply concerned with sexually transmitted diseases, particularly with how they affected the health of the troops and Navy men. Oh, yeah. Just the men. Uh, The problem was that they decided that the spread of STDs was entirely down to prostitutes and proceeded to create a series of laws. uh, And here's one. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. The Contagious Diseases Act of the 1860s that criminalized them and their work, which is fucking rude. Yeah. A woman could be forcibly examined for an STD without her consent if a police officer was even vaguely suspected that she was a prostitute, which is fucking rude. Yeah. Because, like, you've been called a whore and you're, like, the most sexually pure person on the face of the planet. (laughs) If she was found to be suffering from one, she was hospitalized in a lockhouse for treatment. A lockhouse. That's just fucking horrifying. That's awful. And if she refused, she was put in a prison for up to a year. With no potential to earn money and no way to get out. Because we have not been given any fucking rights. No. The law was repealed ten years later. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. After campaigns yelled loudly about how abysmal it was. But it's still an enduring reminder of how far we've come in the treatment of STDs. And also of how cruel, shaming, and thoughtless many people can get the second can get the second the topic of sexually transmitted diseases come up. As we all saw in the office. Yep. When Meredith talks about having genital herpes. Mm. Keep it in mind the next time you hear people using shaming or moralizing language when talking about STDs. Because honestly, some of us get it without fucking consenting. Yeah. That's what really sucks. You can get it from rape. You can get it from sleeping with someone once and trusting them. Like, just mm-hmm. be fucking respectful. Yeah. You guys. And also laugh at um, the craziness that I just read. Um, <laughs> and, and know that those attitudes, just like trying to treat STDs by hitting yourself in the genitals, belong firmly in the past. <laughs> Yay! Oh, God. All done. Yeah. That was bad, but it was also so good. It was so good. It was. There's a lot there to yeah. unpack. 
and we can't do it because we're really drunk. So, yeah. yay! We'll unpack yay. it in a new episode later. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You guys are amazing, and thank you for laughing with us and drinking with us. And remember, <laughs> you are not a monster. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcrooked.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things crooked, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Crooked. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.